to the Tin Lounge. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fam With Intention. And I'm Corinne, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. Today's episode is another edition of Advisor Highlights. Uh, We have an amazing advisor with us today. Her name is Dr. Tarika Haynes. And my gosh, what an incredible conversation. I know I'm going to say this for all of our guests. I love these so much. Yeah. The thing is, like, we bring on really great guests. And that's why. (laughs) That's right. Yes, we do. We want our our audience to have the best. So, um, you know, we talk about her business model, her current challenges, where she sees herself going and progressing. Um, And one of my favorites is her definition of success. So it's another good one, you guys. So buckle up. (laughs) And this episode is brought to you by Toby AI and Voyager websites. Visit voyagersocial.ai to take Toby for a walk. Hello, Dr. Tarika. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Tin Lounge for another episode of our Advisor Highlight Series. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to talk to you all today. Let's 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 get into it. Yeah, let's <laughs> do it. So describe your business model. Sure. So um, I last year I celebrated 15 years in business. So I started our business Whoa, in, in 2008, nice. 15 years, man. Like, can you imagine when I first started my business, <laughs> it was like recession time. So I was like, okay, what am I doing? Yep. All right, let's go ahead and do this anyway. And then I'm smooth sailing and then COVID, you know? So then I'm like, okay, what am I doing again? So I just always say anybody who survived COVID, like regardless of if your sales aren't back to where they used to be, or if you're knocking it out apart, like you are a rock star because for any of us to survive COVID is a big accomplishment for me. So I consider it a big accomplishment for myself to be still here going into 16 years in business. Um, I mainly sell a uh, luxury Caribbean. That's probably about 70 to 75% of what I do. The other 25 is a combination of business travel and other uh, destinations around the world. Um, I mainly sell FITs. I do some cruising, would love to get into more cruising, um, but the majority is customized FITs. So nothing cookie cutter, like specialized, customized to each client. Um, I do charge fees. I mean, I think when you are, whether you're just starting out or been in the industry 20, 30 years, we have worth. And so we shouldn't work for free. And so however you want to do that, whether it's, you know, a deposit and you give it back or whatever, I think it helps to uplift our, our perspective or our, you know, when people look at us as travel advisors, do they see us as professionals? Some probably don't because we don't charge fees. So I think that it's important just not only for us as the individual to help with more revenue. And, you know, it's also important for the industry because it gives people a different, you know, view of who we are and what we can do. So I I do charge fees. Um, There's some people that don't, and I don't look down on those people, but for me personally, it works for me. Um, I don't have any ICs. I've tried it in the past, um, but currently I, I have more of what I call a team. So everybody on my team specializes in something, whether it's a website, marketing, social, admin. Um, so I have a team that works with me, but none are ICs under me, if that makes sense. So are they admin only or are they actively selling and you're doing it more like an employee model? 
no, I have no employees. So it's more like a part-time freelancer type of thing. Like for example, um, I do a lot of my work in the fourth quarter because I'm slower. So I mean, strategy, website updates. So I may contract with a website designer for a new website or to update the one I already have for three, four months. And then after that, we're back on pause until I need them again. Now, some some people on the team do work with me year round, depending on their tasks. Like admin, obviously, I always need that. Social, pretty much always need that. Um, but as far as like logos, web design, I may only need them for certain parts of the year. Um, and that just works better for me. Um, I have a lot going on. So at this current moment, I don't really have time to manage. That could change in the future. But right now, the team that I have works best for me, that arrangement. I think that's great. And I always try, I always say admin before associates, uh, because what admin can do to increase your own personal capacity so you can be the one selling. Would you say that having that team in place is has contributed to you being able to sell at a much higher level? Oh, absolutely. Because, volume? Absolutely. Because I specifically pick people for the team that are good at what they do. Mm-hmm. You do website, I don't want to fool with it. You're an expert yep. in that. I respect you. I value you. Similar to what I was just talking about. I value you and your craft. You handle that. You know, social, go off. That's your thing. You're an <laughs> expert. I'm leaving it to you. So these yep. are all things we need in our business. And some of us are out here doing all of it ourselves. But if you, whether it's an employee, you know, IC, freelance or whatever, if you can, can think big picture and realize that, this is this person's expertise. Why am I doing this? Like, let me outsource this. It's about that leadership management mindset. What can I delegate? What can I outsource? And then what remains with me? What am I good at? Just like I'm paying them to be good at that. Let me think about what I'm good at. And let me focus all my time or most of my time on that, because that's what's going to truly get you you know, to that higher level. You are a CEO is what it sounds like to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a background in business. So well, that was um, going to be my next question is, Dr. Tarika, what is your doctorate in? It's in business, actually. It's in business administration. Mm-hmm. And so um, do you need, you know, degrees upon degrees to be an advisor? No. Um, but I do think that, you know, college education, regardless of what degree you have, it helps you to think differently. It helps you to think more critically. I think it helps you to think big picture because those are some of the skills you learn in college, working in teams, working with other people. Um, and so I do think, you know, education um, has helped me, but I, I know some really great advisors out there crushing it that may not have, you know, three degrees or any degrees. So I don't think it's a, a prerequisite at all. But for me personally, it's helped me, you know, to have that CEO mindset, that business mindset, that sales mindset um, that obviously is going to help you in your overall business. I love that. I completely agree with the whole college stuff because I know these days, you know, with, with student debt and stuff like that, they're like, well, you know, how does that play into your success now? And I feel like I completely agree with what you said. It it teaches you to think critically. It teaches you to analyze. And it also helps you with the networking part too, because you learn how to interact with other people. So I absolutely love that. Definitely. I, I That's the one I left out. So I'm glad it's, you touched on it because it does really teach you how to just get along with people, how to network with people, how to formulate those connections. Like a lot of my closest friends now are people I met where in college. So mm-hmm. it's it's that that person to person piece is very important, too. Great. 
And what would you say is your biggest challenge right now? So um, I talked about being in business and for 15 years. And I think one of my challenges is I'm evolving. I'm growing. And sometimes the clients are not. Um, and I don't mean are not. For example, um, we all probably have some clients like this where all they want to do is cruise. They just want to cruise. They don't want to consider anything else. They don't want to think about anything else. They just want to cruise. And so I think a challenge for me is that, especially for the clients that have been with me for a longer period of time, they're comfortable in their box, whatever that box may be, whether it's Mexico, AIs, cruising. And so I think a challenge for me is as I'm evolving and learning more about all these beautiful destinations around the world and these different offerings. I mean, um, expedition cruising is hot right now. I'm trying to share all this with my clients. And they're like, no, nah, I want to go back to Mexico again. And they're spending money. So I'm not complaining. But at the same time, I'm like, man, there's so much more out there to see. So how do I get my existing clients to kind of evolve with me? Or even if they don't want to evolve with me, just try something different. And so I think that that's been one of the biggest challenges. And maybe I'm too ambitious. Maybe I just need to leave them alone and let them spend their money how they want to spend. But I just sometimes feel like people miss out because they they get into that comfort zone. And I would love to see my clients kind of just see what else is out there. Try it. Okay, if you don't like it, go back to cruising. But don't be so closed-minded that you don't even want to try it. You don't want to read about it. You don't want to think about it. And so... I, I would say that I, I think that's one of my biggest challenges is just evolving and feeling like I want the clients to evolve in their own way as well, if that makes sense. Yeah. They don't know what they don't know, <laughs> and you know they're missing out, but they don't. And so I totally get that. Yeah, for some people, it's just a sale. You want to close the deal. But for me, I want them to, I, I care about my clients. I want them to be savvy travelers. I want them to be worldwide travelers. Like, I, passionate about them seeing the world you know what I mean and so for some people they're like oh that's not a challenge but for me like I'm like man like there's so much out there like come on come with me like see it you know what I mean so you know I mean for some they may not see it as a challenge but for me I just want more you know what I mean I want Mm -hmm. them to I want them to have the best I want them to see the world um and so I think I would say that's probably one of my biggest challenges right now I think at the end of the day, that's what we want for our clients is Mm -hmm. listen to me because (laughs) I know exactly what you need. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, um, you know, Karina and I were both Virgos. And one of the number one things that always comes up is if you just listen to our advice, you will be golden. Like you'll be absolutely golden (laughs) and we're the experts here. Like you have told me what you wanted. Here is exactly what you wanted. And then some like, just trust, just trust us. Yeah. That is a totally relatable challenge. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So I'm not the only one. No, no. Although I will say the people that just want to cruise and cruise and cruise are my bread and butter now, but I've definitely been like, don't you, do you really want to go to the Western Caribbean again? Well, that's it. I mean, if they want to cruise, okay, that's fine. Stay on the ship, but let's try a different area. Let's go yeah. to the Eastern Caribbean instead of the Western Caribbean. You know, yeah. there's river cruising, there's expedition cruising, there's Alaska cruising. Like, let's do something different. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> no, I agree. So where are you getting the bulk of your clients? You know, even that's um, an evolving, you know, model. I 
I fluctuate, you know, earlier, you know, years, years, um, previously, I would say tons of social, right? There Mm -hmm. was one year that I got probably over 50% of business from social, which is free. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, but right, right now I would say Google, um, I've put a lot of work into building reviews on my Google. I have a Google My Business account, so everybody should have one. I don't care if you just started yesterday or if you've been doing this for 30 years. Google My Business. Everybody needs one. So I have a Google My Business account, and I've just been really trying to learn more and more about it, how to optimize it, where can I you know, improve it over the years. And I get a lot of leads from Google, whether it's and some of them are not even in my area. Some of them are not even in Florida. Like I've gotten people from different places in the U.S., sometimes in other countries, finding me on Google. Um, but I think that that Google My Business account has really started helping me. Um, either they find me from the reviews or um, they just type in travel. I don't know what they're using to search, but I always, anytime I encounter a new request, that's one of the first questions I ask is how did you hear or who told you about us or whatever so that I can know what's working and what's not working. And so I would say right now, Google is the top source. Social media, I'm still finding um, a good amount of people from social media. And then I would say the third bucket is probably press because I have a lot of press and so people that like to read articles might see my name in an article. Um, and usually most um, outlets will hyperlink your website. And when people reach out and I say, how did you find me or whatever, they'll say, I, I saw an article. And so I would say those are probably my three buckets right now. But like I said, it's always changing. So that's this year. Who knows what the future years may hold or how people are going to find you. But um, I think it's important to know where your leads are coming from. So that you can, again, know what's working, know what's not working, know what you need to pour more um, money into, you know, so. And that's that uh, doctorate in business administration there. <laughs> um, and what what about repeat and referral? Oh, obviously, yeah. I forgot. Yeah. I'm so sorry, yeah. clients. I left y'all out. Obviously, the word <laughs> of mouth um and repeat clients i have a lot of repeat clients and a lot of word of mouth also but even with those sources i find that even if so and so refers them people are becoming more diligent and they're still going beyond that and going to see your website they're searching you on google they're looking you up on social so um definitely those as well um i'm just thankful that i have a lot of repeat clients um a lot of people that travel every year multiple times a year and then Thankfully, they also tell others. So that's another um, bucket as well. So for the Google searches, for example, did you work with some kind of SEO team member? Um, Did you work with some kind of coach in that respect to teach you the best practices? Or did you learn all of that on your own? How did you go about figuring out that part? Believe it or not, I'm that person that goes to Ikea and buys something and doesn't read the instructions. <laughs> I know it's horrible, but that's me. Um, I've taken a couple of courses, but not that many. So most of the stuff that I know is because I figured it out on my own or I watched you know, YouTube or something or just sat down and read or went to the library and, and got books on it. So the whole Google thing, I pretty much learned myself. Um I uh, also networking is key. 
I personally, mm-hmm. I love my my fellow travel advisors. Don't get me wrong, but I also enjoy networking outside of my industry because I feel like I learn so much. And so that's also been key to learn things as well. Like I might go to a networking event and meet up with someone who's a banker or whatever. Usually they're business owners as well, just different industries. And so that's another great way to pick up best practices because usually there's overlap. Even if they're in a different industry, those core principles are the same. You can still use it towards your business. And so um, I think that's another great way that I learn is just that connection, the networking. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just kind of learned over time. And I would say the last few years, I really started focusing on optimizing it more. Um, but I started collecting reviews a long time ago. Um, and that helped even before I was optimizing my Google My Business um, profile, they were still out there. And so um, as I learned more about it, then obviously I started like this crusade for getting even more reviews because I understood. Um, and um, and then to your point, the SEO, just being mindful of what you're putting in your profile. You have to be very intentional about the words you're using to try to attract the clients that you want to attract, even down to like the photos that you're posting in your Google My Business profile. So it's just been like, you know, a thing over the years. It's not like I knew it all at one time or I didn't mm-hmm. take a course or, or I, I didn't have a coach or anything like that. I kind of just learned on my own. I probably could have learned quicker maybe if I would have took a class or something. Um, but I like learning. It's a challenge mm-hmm. to me to learn new things. Yeah. So I kind of just put myself out there and try my best to figure it out. And then if I get stumped, then I may go ask for help or something like that. Um, but it was just something I learned over time. And I'm not saying I'm the guru. I'm sure there's still more to learn about my Google, my business profile. Um, And I'm excited to learn more. But um, I think so far I've been doing pretty good. So when you say you um, are collecting reviews, um, that you've been doing it for a while, how are you doing that? Because I know a lot of advisors, they're nervous about asking for reviews. What is your strategy for collecting reviews from your clients and making sure they do it? Because we send those out and it's not a guarantee that they're going to fill fill out our forms. I think the first thing is the mindset. We got to have the right mindset. We shouldn't fear asking for reviews if we've done our best. There should be no fear there. Um, and when I first started getting reviews, keep in mind, this was years upon years ago because I've been you know, 15 years. I'm not gonna lie. I had to give them a little incentive, low carrot, you know? So I would just be like, um, you know, welcome back from your vacation. This was in an email. Welcome back from your your vacation. Would love to hear how everything went and how satisfied you are with the service. You know, if you complete this survey, here's a $5 Starbucks or $10 Amazon. That helped, you know, people started mm-hmm. doing the reviews. Obviously that's not really sustainable. Um, but I, I did that for a while when I was, this is when I was first starting out. Cause even then well, I knew you can, the, uh, important. You can make reviews. a strategy to save money and do that when you know you nailed it. <laughs> so yeah. Here, there'd exactly. be worse spending 10 bucks on Amazon to exactly. get a review. Was, think about I what I said. This is old school. Cause you can't get much for $5 at Starbucks yeah. anymore and $10 at Amazon. So this is a long time ago, but um, that's how I started. I had to do some kind of incentive. And after a while, of course, like I said, that, wasn't sustainable. And so um, then I I just started being, you know, I think it's important that the clients are hearing from you. And so what I mean by that is, okay, you're going to reach out to them before they go on vacation. 
reach out to them while they're on vacation. Make sure you have that welcome letter. They're like, they're going to get tired of you, right? They're going to see you everywhere, whether it's a welcome letter, an email, checking in to see. I think that helps too. When you have these different touch points versus like if you book the client and you haven't really talked to them at all, and then you pop up after the vacation, they're going to be like, where's she been the whole time? You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. I think um, inserting more touch points with the client um, helps as well. And so that when they get back, they're kind of used to you touching in and it it shows an elevated level of service because you're constantly checking in, whether it's a reminder or how you're doing and then you get back. How was it? You know what I mean? Um, So I think that helps. And then also um, I'm not doing this as much as I used to. And I want to get back to doing it. Time is just a lot more challenging for me right now. But there was a point where every client I would reach out to them by phone. I would do email and phone. How, how was the vacation? Quick call. How was the vacation? And that's when I would close them in on the phone. Can you do a quick survey for me on Google? Like people, it's hard for people to say no when you're on the phone, right? Um, that's true. <laughs> so so mm-hmm. I would close them in on the phone. Like I would ask them f- for the review on the phone. And I think that helped a lot. Like I said, I, I want to get back into doing that just because I really do enjoy connecting with the clients like on the phone. I've gotten away from it because time, you know, but I do want to, that's a goal that I want to do this year is to start getting back on the phone more with clients after they've come back. Um, so that helped as well. And um, I think those were the main ways. And and so now, you know, I do a combination of all of that stuff. I don't do incentives anymore. Um, but to your point, sometimes it is hard to get people to, to I find that, and, and I, I saw this even before I started doing travel, people only leave reviews when they're like really mad or like when they're just over the moon happy. Like if it's in between, like they're not going to leave a review, which is crazy, right? So um, that means we just got to knock it out of the park every time to the point where they they have to leave. A, they got to tell somebody about how great of an experience they had. And so I think that, you know, I do, everybody doesn't leave a review, even for me. Like some people just, they could have had a great time and you won't hear from them. I think that's just kind of nature of the beast. Unfortunately, some people aren't going to leave a review. You know, I feel the same way about photos. I wish more clients would share photos online of their experience and they don't. That's an area I'm lacking in for sure. I wish more of my clients would share. Maybe they're just private individuals or whatever, but I see, you know, tons of other people sharing photos and I'm like, where my clients at? Like, they're not sharing photos. <laughs> that's, that's another form of marketing. You know what I mean? Right, so, right. Absolutely. Um, that's a, you know, we were talking about challenges earlier. I think that's not a, a major challenge to me, but it is something that I would like to improve in is to get um, more, more social shares from the clients after they've gone on their vacation. Cause that's almost another form of a review almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something you can use later on in your own marketing and stuff like that with their permission, of course. So um, I think you just have to try different things and see what works. Um, that's what worked for me, but somebody else may have a brilliant idea that may work for them to get more fee- feedback and reviews. So, Well, my idea for situations where they may not leave a review, but they might email me like this amazing feedback after their trip. And I've linked my social on there. I've linked everything where they could go click and leave that review and they might not. So my idea for this year is to take that and create blog posts about their trip using what they've sent as feedback. Because I know for people who are in the wedding industry, for example, like photographers, wedding coordinators, florists, they'll do blog posts about certain weddings where they did work. And I feel like that could be one way for me to capitalize on 
people's amazing feedback where yeah. they might not put that on online somewhere. Absolutely. Yep. You could you could definitely also put it in Canva and make it a social graphic. You know what I mean? Or if you have a welcome document that you send to new clients, maybe one page is just all of those emailed um, mm-hmm. reviews. Because I have clients that do that too. They'll give a long email, but won't do a review. I'm just like, yeah. I'm like, just copy and paste. It's so easy. <laughs> Let's go ahead and oh, I'll figure out a way. If they've given me feedback, I'm figuring <laughs> out a way to use it. I'm not just going to leave it alone. Well, and doing the blog post will also help your SEO, that long yep, form absolutely. content, and especially yeah. if you use keywords. Yeah, for sure. So where you are in your business now, what are your future plans to grow your business, either at an individual level or at the agency level? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I would love to have more uh, national exposure. So I want to try to figure out a marketing campaign that works for me. Um, where I can market at a national level. I don't know if that's going to be TV or what it's going to be, um, but I would love to have level up to that place where I'm getting national marketing done, where it doesn't matter where you live, you know, you can hear about me and my business. Um, I think you can maybe run ads. That's one way to target different um, regions and stuff like that. Obviously, ads can get expensive, though. Um, and then I definitely want to continue with the writing because I found that, you know, working as a travel journalist is helping to make me a better travel advisor. Um, and, but it also helps with exposure as well, um, which will help you to grow. And so um, I think those are two areas that I really want to focus on um, to help with growth. And then I think, you know, the longer you're in business is great, but it, it also is a challenge because you get comfortable, just like I was talking about the clients us as travel advisors can get comfortable too. So just figuring out ways to keep things fresh, learn new things. You know, I'm trying to learn more about expedition cruising. I didn't have to do that, but I'm trying to figure out new things to learn about so that I can, maybe that's another, you know, area of business that I can grow with more clients. You know what I mean? So I think also just looking at, you know, making a list of the things you don't know or things you want to learn more about um, can be another way to look at growth opportunities as well. Absolutely. And we have one more question for you, which is, how do you define success? You know, this is when I was growing up, I thought success was so easy to define, you know, big, big, big house, you know, nice car, whatever. But I think, you know, with time and age, it's more about the intangible things for me personally, being comfortable, like just living a comfortable life that's stress-free and comfortable can ha- is a could be a big umbrella with a lot of things under it. It could be financial freedom. It could be, you know, um, you know, working two days a week. <laughs> There's a lot that goes under comfortable, but I think when you're living a comfortable life and you'll know it once you get there, um, to me, you've reached success where you're living comfortably. You don't have any worries. You know, you're not anxious about anything. Um, I think that's success. I think also looking at growth, as long as you're not in the same place that you were last week or last year, that's success because that's growth. Um, And I think sometimes we all neglect ourselves in doing that, celebrating like the little stuff too. Um, But I think if you get into a habit of celebrating like all wins, even the little wins, it'll show you how much you're growing and that'll make you feel successful. Um, And I think the last thing for me personally 
um, how do I define success? If I'm inspiring others to do whatever it is, whether it's start a business, become a travel advisor, go to a new country, take their first solo vacation, that's success to me. Like, wow, like I inspired you to do that? Like me? Like that's success. <laughs> Yeah, because that means that you and your passion or your knowledge or your expertise was so powerful. It moved somebody to do something. I think that's success. So, I mean, I think, you know, if you combine those things together, um, it all comes back to the initial thing I said, which is like most of the things for me personally are intangibles. You know, I don't care as much about the big house and the car as I may have once cared about when I was a little kid thinking about being successful. Now it's just like the intangibles, the ones, the things that make you feel good, the things that help you sleep at night, the things that bring you joy, you know what I mean? Or the things I think that help you to define success. Full body chills with that last one for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. thank you again, Dr. Tarika for joining us and sharing about yourself and your little corner of the travel industry. Um, can't wait to see you in real life at a future industry event, hopefully sooner rather than later. Um, but thank you so much again for your time. Thank you for Thanks having so me. And I'm, I'm ready to come back already again. So we'll have to chat about well, that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Again, we would like to thank Dr. Tarika for joining us in this episode. Wasn't so I right? It was a good juicy. one. Juicy. Yes. <laughs> so juicy. If you would like to be highlighted or know someone who our community would love to learn about, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the Bye. Cause, 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 no one can do it like we do it. Like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.